Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I am Chris. That's Dan. And Dan, tell everyone what we're going to discuss on this beautiful Monday evening. Well, on this beautiful Monday evening, we are talking about The Simpsons, of course. Season 3, Episode 4, Bart, the Murderer. What's a moita? Originally aired October 10th, 1991. Yes. This doesn't have a B-plot, does it? As far as I know, right? This this is pretty much a, a straight straight-up focus on Bart. Yeah, but it works. Works very well. This is a this is a great episode. Um, Dan and I are both fans of The Sopranos. I think that's uh, that's not really like a secret or anything. We've all, we we're Sopranos guys. We've always enjoyed. We've both watched the entire series before. Uh, Chris Decker, who's a podcaster on this channel, actually used to do a uh, Sopranos podcast with Joey Image. I'm not sure mm. if they're still running that or not, but I'm pretty sure they did that exclusively on YouTube. So it's entirely possible to check that out. We get the debut of Fat Tony in this episode, voiced brilliantly by Joe Montaigne, who has pretty much been the voice in every appearance. Except for one in a fish called... Selma. Selma. Yeah. Where it is, because he only has one line, and it's Phil Hartman. Yes, but that's because the entire episode, the entire idea of that episode is let Phil Hartman do everything. Let him talk every second of the episode. Pretty much. Uh, in case anyone's interested, Joe Montaigne's top four IMDb credits are The Godfather Part Three, Searching for Bobby Fischer, Baby's Day Out. My father loves that stupid movie, and Thinner. So. As great of an actor as, as he is, as Fat Tony, that's not what he's known for. Hey, he was in uh, Cars 2. He sure. does a voice in Cars 2. But yeah, he's uh, he's such a great character. And it's so obvious that, uh, that Louie is Joe Pesci. <laughs> like, with the way that he talks. And then Legs, and we never find out why his name is Legs. All the uh, the wonderful mobsters here. So let's let's sit back and review Bart the Murderer, Dan. And spoiler, or, uh, or I should say teaser, rather. Uh, does Bart commit a murder? Mm, does he? Does he? So the chalkboard gag actually made me laugh. High explosives and school don't mix. That one actually may crack me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the couch gag is the family pyramid. Homer and Marge are on the bottom, Bart and Lisa in the middle, and Maggie's at the top. Nice, simple little couch gag right there. So the alarm rings and Bart wakes up for school and he is just excited. He hops out of bed, although he steps on something that looks really painful. He uh, slides down the banister while Lisa's eating her Jackie O cereal with stretch pants inside. So he can go for his crusty brand Frosted Flakes. And he's like, oh, I'm having a great day, Lisa. It's a beautiful day. My homework's actually done. And we're going on a field trip. 
Yep, they're going to a chocolate factory. And he's like, and I got a brand new police badge. And he can't find the badge in the cereal box because Homer took it. Do your parents ever do the, the cereal toy? Actually take it and then play with it, kind of almost to tease you? No. Oh, my parents did that. My dad did that. He knew He knew it would, when I was like, when my sister and I were younger and we would fight over the toys, if if there was a toy to fight over, he would actually be the one to be like, be like, oh, I'm going to take this and tease them with it. It's just because he knew that he could be an ass about it. Ah, cereal box toys. Do they even do cereal box toys anymore? I don't think they do. I don't think so. Because, like, I still occasionally buy things like Lucky Charms or Tricks that would come with a prize, and I don't think I've seen a cereal prize in a long, long time. Uh, somebody correct me on that if, if there are cereals out there that still do prizes. That would be cool if, like, the Monster Cereals did a prize when they came back. Remember the Lion King Changing Color Spoons? I had the whole collection. Yeah. That's, like, the one cereal toy I actually remember. But. So... They had the light-up Star Wars ones where there were, like, supposed to be lightsaber spoons. Oh, yeah. The handle had, like, a battery in it. You had a button to a color on the spoon. <laughs> so, Bart goes to get his homework so he doesn't miss the bus, and he realizes that Santa's little helper ate it. <laughs> I didn't know dogs actually did that. And then he misses the bus... Oh, he coughs up nine times nine equals a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a thing that would never, li- literally, never happen. Is as the kids running for the bus, the bus just drives off without them. Like anytime there was a kid running for a bus, our bus driver waited. That's literally never happened. But and also, like Bart's cool with Otto. So what the hell? Otto is just kind of being hey, a jerk. Want- I learned in the last couple weeks, his last name is actually Man. Yes, did you learn I that? Just, uh, did you learn that I, from I, me? I learned it from like his pop vinyl or something like that, or something happened. Oh yeah, Auto and Man. It had, him, it had him pictured with his name, and I was like, oh, I would just thought everyone was like Auto comma Man, but no, that's his fucking name. Well, I think that it wasn't originally Auto Man. They just. Did that because, hey, Auto Man, because they thought it would be funny. Like, Snake's last name is Jailbird because people would refer to Snake the Jailbird, and they just made that his name. Mm. Eh, I can't I can't hate the creators giving in to something the fans may actually want, whether or not it's a good idea or not. But so, of course, we get to take his. So, instead of like making his mom have his mom drive him to school. He gets on a skateboard and it immediately starts raining. Oh yeah, the classic cliche that it it rains because he's now he's having a bad day, and as soon as he gets to school, it brightens up. Bart, you're late. Go fill out a tardy slip. But I'm only ten forty forty minutes. That's 40 pretty minutes damn late. late. <laughs> and of course, at recess, he's trying to impress the girls. He rips his pants open, gets hit with a ball, falls down. Stop looking at me. Yeah. He's having a great he's having a, a bad day, but it's it's all worth it because he's going on the field trip. And here's the here's the thing that confuses me. What school waited until one o'clock yes, to go on a field uh, trip? My thing. One o'clock? At one o'clock you were leaving in an hour and a half. Yeah, because <laughs> they established that this school gets out at three. 
So where yeah, the dude. Like, no, one o'clock is when you came back from the field trip. Yeah. Right? And then you just you just like went to class. Like whatever your last class was, or you or you sat in the cafeteria until the last bell. Uh two hours left in school and they go on a field trip. And it goes with soon. Did you remember your permission slips? And Bart screams because he literally he was so excited for the field trip, he slept with it and he forgot it. Well, Bart will have lots of fun here. Yeah, so Skinner. Skinner's like, hey, we're going to lick envelopes for the PTA. You make a game out of it. See how many you can lick in an hour and then try to break that record. Which gets called back upon. Yes, it does. But the kids go to the chocolate factory. The uh, the off-fudge chocolate factory, by the way. And they scare that mother out. <laughs> when Coco Beanie is the mascot. And... <laughs> Knock him down and kick him. Like, there's no reason to do it. Like, they're being assholes. Dude, I love it. They're in the vest and they're like, oh, no, don't mess with the contamination. All the stuff. Yeah. They're leading into the vet. Millhouse drops his glasses and then, like, the kids drop everything else. It's like, and there's actually a kid swimming in it. I also love uh, how we get Troy McClure doing the video. And. Dan, we if for Troy McClure, we have to mention the movies, right? I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as The Revenge of Abe Lincoln and The Wackiest Covered Wagon in the West. <laughs> and I love the, the history is that the ancient Aztecs smoked chocolate with tobacco. Which could actually be a thing. I don't know my Aztec history. Oh, and the Aztec is clearly the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland so obvious too oh it's so funny because you know that's what some of these some of these like promotional videos actually do right it's like they just rip shit off because they can my favorite are the uh, the mascot if you actually go to hershey's chocolate world the mascots are all talking versions of the different hershey candies so there's like the hershey bar himself the Hershey Kiss is a girl. There's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. They're like the big three. But then there's also Talking Cows because, you know, milk chocolate. I was spewing a giant Hershey Kiss outfit, right? And yeah. Their- yeah, they got yeah. the costume characters. Yeah. I never would take a picture with them, but I'd always give them a high five because that was always my thing with characters is if I'm if I'm just going to pass by the character, I have to acknowledge them so that I go for a high five because they'll always high five you. They, they're not going to always stop and take a picture with you if the character is being switched out, but they'll always give you a high five. Unless they're actively throwing up in their suit, which can also happen yeah, at, I mean, at, at which, Disney in summer. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, like it's awful. I mean, I've worn an outfit like that for like not even that long, and it was awful. And it was horrible, right? Yeah. And they're out there in the fucking hot sun all fucking day. Like, I would, I would, yeah, I would make a point to to not do anything. Yeah. That. That doesn't like inconveniences them in any way. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I've always been super nice to costume characters because you never know who's actually under there. But yeah, uh, the other classic cliche that we get is while Bart's licking the envelopes, the clock starts running super slow and then even goes backwards. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, as Bart's on his way home, it's raining again. Oh, yeah, can I? Can I go now? Hmm. Well. There's still two minutes left. Oh, that's fine. But don't let your teacher know that I let you go home early. 
And of course, he gets splashed by the bus on the way back from the fun field trip. And then his skateboard wheel breaks. He tumbles down a flight of stairs to a to a basement style bar business. And it's named as a legitimate businessman club. Yeah, and he gets and he immediately gets surrounded by guns. There are literally because I counted nine guns pointed at Bart's head. <laughs> And there's like four guys. <laughs> so one of them, one of them was working a gun with his dick. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's with the kid? Hey, hands off the merchandise. What do you know? The kid's tough. Let's see if he's also lucky. Pick a horse in the Shelbyville Downs. Eat my shorts. Hey, that's not in the Doid race. He's in the fifth race. Well, don't have a cow, man. All right, put it on don't have a cow. He's like, while we're waiting to see if you are lucky, let me show you around. Here's our bar. Here's our pool table. He's like actually showing the kid around a bar. And then sure enough, the horse that Bart picks wins the race. All the You hear all the cliches in there like, that's all, folks. And yeah. there's, there's a bunch of cliche names. Ain't I a stinker, suffering suck Yeah, ain't I a stinker, suffering suck but don't I have am, a cow. Yeah, but don't have a cow. <laughs> Takes it home. He's like, oh, this kid's great. I can't believe we were going to shoot him. <laughs> and he's like, what else can you do? Hey, make a, make legs of Manhattan over here. And he's like, hey, let's see if he can mix drinks. So Bart reads the instructions, follows him to a T, and Legs goes, this is soup poib. And he goes home, he's like, oh, I got a job. Yearly? Doing what? Well, you know, mixing drinks, picking horses. Uh, Bart, I don't think I want you working a job like that. Homer, say something. Well, how much do you make? $30 a week? Pfft, I make more than that. But you notice really quickly that while they only pay him 30 bucks a week, he's killing it in tips. Yeah, every because, time he brings a drink over, they're giving him like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, they're playing... $100 bills. Yeah, they're... they're <laughs> They're playing, uh, they're playing cards, and they've got like, they got like one of the suits is a smiley face, one of the suits is an anchor. It's just all cheating. Yeah, he's go. Yeah, they all got different weird aces. And then Bart gets them to watch an itchy and scratchy episode. This one is called "The Sounds of Silencers." We got Itchy as a cop, and there's a police lineup filled with gangster cats, and he pulls out a Tommy gun and just blows them all away. And then. He spells out the end in bullets with the gun, but the D in end is bloody because one more gangster wanders into the frame and gets shot. <laughs> and they all start laughing, and Fat Tony goes, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> so, Fat Tony asks Bart to hold some cigarettes for him. So Bart's in his room, and there's just piles and piles of cigarettes. And Homer's like, Bart, are these cigarettes yours? No, I'm holding them for a friend. You liar. I'm going to sit here and make you smoke every last one of these cigarettes. And then here comes the guy. Right, to discourage your discourage. from smoking. You make them smoke the entire pack. Yep. And then here comes the guy. He's like. So they don't do it. Hey, Fat Tony sent me to pick up the goods. Kid, you look pretty tough with that cigarette in your mouth. Son, I'll never doubt you again. So now they're watching a. Uh, a news conference and they're talking about a truck a truck uh, a truck hijacking 
And Chief Wiggum's doing a uh, doing a press conference. And of course, he's like, you know, we got a lead, but uh, and of course, he's like bumbling over it. And he's like, well, here's the CEO of Laramie Cigarettes, folks. And I love that the guy's like a smooth talker too, because that's like the perfect sleazy CEO cliche. Don't worry, we have a truckload of more cigarettes on your way. We told them to not <laughs> behold to any. Yeah, those stop signs are crosswalks. <laughs> and they're like straight to Springfield. <laughs> and then they mention they're like the uh, the man behind it is William Fat Tony Williams, which is also like not his name. That'll come back in f- future episodes too. And of course, Bart's eyes pick perk up that he could be involved with this. And Lisa's like, Bart, is your boss a crook? I don't think so. Although that sure would explain a lot of things. <laughs> so, of course, the next day he goes in. And they're like, me and the boys want to give you a gift for helping us out. He's like, thanks, man. Say, Fat Tony, are you guys crooks? Uh, Bart, let me ask you something. Is it wrong to steal a loaf of bread to feed your starving family? No. Well, suppose you got a large family. Would it be wrong to steal a truckload of bread? I guess not. What if your family doesn't like bread? What if they like cigarettes? (laughs) I guess that would be okay. Now, what if instead of selling them or giving them away, you sold them at a price that was practically giving them away? Would that be a crime, Bart? Hell no. Enjoy your gift. (laughs) It's, It's actually like perfect, too. And it's a perfectly tailored suit for Bart. Yep. And he wakes up in the morning coming down and he's thinking witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Give me three (laughs) fingers of milk, March. He's like, Homer, I don't like this. I don't like what Bart's doing. Go down there and talk to these people. So, of course, Homer's playing with them and they're intentionally letting him win so they can win him over because they they like Bart so much. And then... When he goes home, he goes, Marsh, the only thing going on there is a lot of male bonding. <laughs> but of course, Bart's getting cocky, you know, with the $100 bill and everything. I was looking for that. Thanks, doll. He, uh, <clears throat> he's getting cocky and he's encouraging Milhouse Lewis and Richard to spray paint Principal Skinner. Oh, uh, I am a wiener again. Yep. And here comes Skinner. And Bart tries to, to, bribe him off. He slips him a $100 bill. He goes, you didn't see nothing, and pats him on the cheek. But sure enough, he gets kept after for detention and has to write, I will not bribe Principal Skinner on the chalkboard. And Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. Then you... the big boss is in town to have one of Bart's famous Manhattans. And he's not there. You you entice me here. And, and it's and it's the, uh, the Don Corleone cliche, right? You bring me here with the promise of a great Manhattan. And now you say your bartender's not here? Louis, make the man of Manhattan. I don't know how to. So, of course, Louis does his best. What did I do to deserve such a flat Manhattan? And then he gives Fat Tony the kiss of death. And when Bart shows up angry, you're late. He goes, of course I'm late. Stupid Skinner kept me after school. The Skinner guy giving you a problem? Yeah, he's giving me a problem. Boys, let's go pay this gentleman a visit. And, of course, Bart pours himself a shot of milk. <laughs> so here we, we notice the uh, the gangsters arrive. What's the meaning of this? They surround Skinner's desk, and the next thing you know... First of all, Skinner, there's three men out here. <laughs> yeah, there's three large men out here to see you. 
And then as soon as they make the announcement, Principal Skinner's missing. The kids all cheer. Bart's like, uh-oh. And then Bart has a horrible nightmare. It's basically Skinner dying in all the classic mob cliches, right? Yep. He's he's sleeping with the fishes. He's in the he's in the ice cooler. Man, when they found the body, he was frozen so stiff they had to wait two days for him to thaw before they could do the autopsy. You killed me, Bart. Bart. And then he has the nightmare switches to him on death row. With, of course, Sideshow Bob in prison next to him. Yeah, and, and even Homer's cheering on his death. Kill my boy, kill my boy. The cops come. Yeah, he, he comes running in screaming. Did you kill my principal? Yeah, you eight hours early for work. I like that. Did you kill my principal? The Skinner guy? No, we didn't kill him. Freeze, you're under arrest. Well, what's a moita? Yeah, and Bart's actually in jail right next to Sideshow Bob. Yes, he is. <laughs> I love Lionel Hutz. He's like, Bart, I'm here to get you off the case of murder one. <laughs> Even if I lose, I'll be famous. <laughs> I love Lionel Hutz being such a sleaze. Or so he thought. Yes. Oh, and then the sellout is so funny. How they're just All the like, mobsters he was the head of the family. Yep. Oh my god. The kid we, went to wet we his beak and everything. Out. He got the <laughs> He <Yep>. got mad. <laughs> we tried to I tell know. him not to. Forgive me, Don Bartholomew. <laughs> Oh, and they believe so, it. So they have like all the diagrams with him on top with all the yeah. Oh uh, yeah, with the, the the classic the classic thing like with the with the how the family lineage goes. Extortion. The kid liked the wet his beak and everything. It's just a total fucking sellout. And there's Judge Snyder. This time he's black, but the voice is wrong because we're still we still haven't really established him yet. And as he's about to sentence Bart, here comes Skinner. I thought he was dead. It's like, you're probably wondering why I'm here. So here's my... Re- and the story is so preposterous, but that's what makes it so funny. They they came in to compliment him so that he would be nicer to Bart. He kicks him out of the office. And he's so mad that he was mean to them that he went home to organize his old newspapers and the stack trapped him. And as the, the police conducted a thorough search, even enlisting the aid of a psychic... It wasn't good enough because even though he was literally screaming from the next room with the door open, they couldn't couldn't hear him. But he survived off his mother's pickled beets and kept his sanity by dribbling a nearby basketball. And what does he say to Bart? I made a game game out of it. See how many times I can dribble in one hour and then try to beat it. It's a great callback. (laughs) It's also funny that this even happened because... (laughs) Yeah, it's also freaking funny this happened because he lives with his mother. So where the hell was his mother this whole time? Conveniently, he doesn't live with her this episode. This this episode, yeah. And the cops are just completely ignorant. But he gets himself I out with his own... I up myself. So he used an old cigar tube. And I used to be a science t- teacher before I was principal. So I knew that if I used this and this and a little bit of the... Lemon, the lime wedge. Yeah. It would set us off. And I held on to the. (laughs) 
the retractable cord on the old vacuum cleaner and it brought me back. Hey, retractable cords on vacuum cleaners are no joke <laughs> when you really let oh, those things fly. Uh, you get you can get a nasty whip if you're yeah, that yeah, yeah, you can. That'll burn you. So with Skinner alive and the story checking out, Snyder dismisses the case and Lionel Hutz goes, Do I still get paid? And then of course, we apologize, Bart. Get bent. I deserve that. So crime doesn't pay as they all get in <laughs> limos with hot with beautiful with hot women. women and alcohol. Yep. And then of course a made-for-TV movie is already made about Bart, and they're not getting paid for it because they altered it enough so their royalties wouldn't be necessary. And Homer goes, you know who the real crooks are? Those producers in Hollywood, right in time for the executive producer credits, which is such a great jab. But we all know The Simpsons doesn't get censored by Fox, so they can make all the jabs they want. And that is Bart the Murderer. Ready for some trivia, Dan? Yeah. First of all, let's talk about that uh, teenage Bart is played by Neil Patrick Harris, and that is indeed Neil Patrick Harris providing the voice. Tim Montana plays has the plays the fake Fat Tony from the Made for TV movie. Yep, <laughs> he sure did. And uh, Phil Hartman gets quite a few voices in here because you get Troy McClure, you get Lionel Hutz, and you even get the uh, the one guy. The one gangster he's the voice of. And he also does The Godfather. What did I do to deserve this flat Manhattan? That was also Phil Hartman. So he got he got to uh, play himself quite a bit. And we've had celebrities before, but Neil Patrick Harris is one of the early celebrities that actually played himself instead of just providing a voice. Which is pretty cool. <clears throat> Joe Montaigne loved playing Fat Tony so much that he demanded and got the assurance he would always be Fat Tony's voice. And yeah, other than that one exception, it was always him. Because that's how much he loved it. But that would be the thing, right? If I got a guest voice spot on a show like The Simpsons, and I, I would be like, okay, every time you use this character, you're calling me. I don't care if it's one line. I'm doing it. I mean, I would, I would dedicate myself to something like that, wouldn't you? Sure. <laughs> so, of course, uh, we know that Louis was modeled on Joe Pesci. Fat Tony was modeled after Paul Sorvino's character, Polly Cicero, in Goodfellas. And, of course, this is the debut of Fat Tony, Legs, and Louis. And it's always those three must be the main. Like, you know that Legs and Louis are capos. They have to be. Because they're always right there. <clears throat> the writers conceived the idea of the episode before Goodfellas, which has a similar plot, was released. And then afterwards, the writers were like, oh, well, why don't we just work in some references? And they did. And it worked. And Joe Montaigne, yeah, Joe Montaigne playing Joe Montaigne playing Fat Tony is so friggin' hysterical for the made-for-TV movie. That's such a great reference. Uh, this is also Chief Wiggum's first time with black hair since Krusty gets busted. His hair changes a few times before they settle. So does uh, Miss Hoover. She has three different hair colors. You'll notice that one. <clears throat> Joe Montaigne was offered the role during the show's second season, and he had seen the show and thought it was funny. He decided to give it a shot, and he also felt honored. 
Of course, that Itchy and Scratchy episode was inspired by the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, where seven people, most of them belonging to a mob, were gunned down by rival gang members dressed as police officers, presumably from orders from Al Capone, who we all know is one of the world's most famous gangsters of all time. When, uh... When Bart's doing the uh, the montage, they're playing One Fine Day by the Chiffrons. Originally, they wanted to use Be My Baby by the Ronettes, but they couldn't get the copyright for it. I don't know. What would you, what do you think? Do you think they... I, th- I think the song worked well. Yeah. So, T- Fat Tony's prison number is the same as the production code, 8F03. <clears throat> And just to be a uh, just because I enjoy I enjoy continuity, you can see Bart's permission slip in bed when he wakes up. It is there. And did you also notice in the basement of the house there's a drum of nuclear waste? <laughs> because of course there is. So yeah, he's William Fat Tony Williams, but in later episodes he's Anthony Fat Tony D'Amico, but he's also uh, the the other part is um, what's his name, Joey the Squealer or uh, somebody the Squealer. It's uh, oh my god, I can't remember the character's name, which is terrible because that's killing my Simpsons cred right now. But I'm just blank. Frankie the Squealer. I knew that would come to me. One of those names. Frankie the Squealer actually says, "You should know that Fat Tony's real name is Marion." So yeah. There's, there's always going to be references to stuff like this. They actually originally wanted Sheldon Leonard to be the voice of Fat Tony, but they couldn't get him. I think they I think they did fine with Joe Montana. Of course, there is trivia about the Cleveland Indians baseball logo, but you already mentioned that. <laughs> oh, the Chinese guy with the mustache that they say that they killed, that, that's implied to be Charlie Chan, which is pretty funny. So, I, I always I always appreciate stuff like that. That is Bart the Murderer. What do you think, Dan? It's it's a great one. Yeah, it's classic. Absolute classic. Next time, I gotta say next time, this Friday on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, we're going to review Homer Defined. That's, of course... Homer's lucky time preventing a meltdown. Another classic. Like I said, we said this before. Season 3 is absolutely filled with classic episodes. Uh, And then the following Monday, we're going to have a guest. Chris Decker from the A-Show will be joining us to review Like Father, Like Clown, which Chris says is his all-time favorite Simpsons episode. And that's a good one, too. So we've got plenty to talk about coming up here so this friday check out homer defined and next monday like father like clown with special guest chris decker from the a show that's going to wrap up this edition of the stupid sexy podcast do you have any final thoughts dan uh there is a card game that is cat themed called too many poops that's amazing that's <laughs> Nothing to do with The Simpsons, but I'll take that. Check out all the other great shows on CKCC Radio. Check out the new website, ckccradio.com, as I work on it. And we'll see you guys this Friday for another Stupid Sexy Podcast.
It's like I'm podcasting nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs>